and welcome to the first IO Power podcast ever. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Um, three of us here. My name's Sam. We've got Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. And we've got Chris. Hey, I'm Chris. Cool. Um, what we're going to be talking about is pretty much everything entertainment related, uh, everything we kind of love in terms of films, music, games, tech, generally pretty much anything that we can really talk about. Um, we've got a few things that we're going to talk about today, uh, but first of all, I'll just say, Richard, do you want to just want to mention anything at all uh, before we start? Uh, yeah, just the, you know, the podcast um it's just going to be like a load of other of the different stuff, like you said. Today we're going to cover a broad range of topics, so everything that we're into just in the entertainment world. So, like you know, all the music news, the gaming news, the TV news, the film news. We basically just want to talk about everything and just cover everything briefly because we're all just kind of normal people, just getting bombarded every day online with all this news and everything. So we we want to break it down and just talk about it and have a good time. Yeah, you may remember us from the IOPAL YouTube channel. Um... We are back with this podcast. Hopefully, we can bring some of the same charisma and charm. Yeah, I to mean the airwaves. Yeah, I mean we we've we tried this quite a long time ago before, um, and it just Ooh. turned. Yeah, it was hard because right now we're actually sat in a room together. Uh, when we tried to do this previously, um, it was really difficult trying to talk because obviously we you know, we couldn't we couldn't figure out and we were talking over each other. Whatever. Anyway, let's get to what this is actually about. Um, so we're going to kind of work in this in a few segments. We're going to then talk about um, just some little bits that we want to get out of the way uh, that's been quite cool recently. And then we're going to get on to talk about some game and tech news, some TV news, some film news. Um, so who watched the Grammys? Well, I didn't actually uh, watch I the Grammys. Watch them this year, no. <clears throat> but I watched like loads of videos about the Grammys and read up on loads of articles about the Grammys. So you've kind of just read about who won what and things like that. It was just a general Grammy show, I guess, where you don't really watch it for the awards, but some of the awards this year did some people very well. Like uh, Skrillex got like three Grammys or something, which means he's like outdone Daft Punk in the EDM categories now. Um, Taylor Swift got Album of the Year, which is questionable in our own opinions. Yeah, but... It came out October 2014, so technically that <laughs> came out before the last lot of Grammys, so I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I mean, props to her, though, she's still winning Grammys. I am a big Swifty, so... Uh... But, you know, it's like a recent <laughs> event thing, and you just cover it anyway and stuff like that, so... It was all right. I guess, you know, I didn't really watch it, but it's the Grammys. Should we give a quick rundown of, like, who won, like, the big... Or who won away with a lot, like... Yeah, the weekend ran away with two. Well, I mean, Kendrick Lamar smashed it apparently, Boom. didn't he? Yeah. So he, I've, you know, from what I've heard, I didn't watch the Grammys, but he took away four, five, 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 five of them. He shared one with Taylor Swift for the music video for Bad Blood. Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty all right, really, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty all right. <laughs> pretty all you right. You heard his album. I, I can't say I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Yeah, it's a good honest. album. I did listen to it. It's a good album. Oh. Um, I'm not a massive Kendrick Lamar fan either, but it was a good album. Yeah. In that sort of genre, rap, hip hop sort of thing, it was a good album. Weekend won two, Taylor Swift won three, Ed Sheeran won two, um, Skrillex, as you said, won three. I think they were the big winners. Alabama Shakes walked away with two or three again. I've never even heard of the Alabama Shakes, to be honest. I've never heard, heard of, of it. No, they, it... they are good. It's kind of 
Are they not like a joke band or are they like a proper? No, no they're a proper band. <laughs> one stage yeah. tells them jokes. No, no, it's just kind of like it's a lot of like strawberry milkshakes, <laughs> chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's shakes as a milkshakes now. Um, oh. No, but they are pretty good. And every time they release an album, it seems to do really well at the Grammys. I think the last album, like two, three years ago, walked away with like three or four in their categories. That's, That's a right. lot. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of like Beck. Like every now and again, they'll just come in and sweep the awards. Oh well, yeah. Rihanna didn't show up, did she? Rihanna she she was ill. Up. What about those live performances, guys? Well, uh, there was one artist. I don't even remember who it was, but one of them was supposed to be performing with a second artist, and they didn't even show up. They're notorious for being late. This uh, this artist, I don't know what she's called. I can't remember off the top of my head. But she actually didn't show up for a performance. She was late, so the other artists had to go on stage and perform and then miss out the parts where... Because it was a duo. So Ooh. we had to miss out the parts where she was singing. And it was very obvious, apparently. And I know this information is pretty much useless because I can't <laughs> name either of the <laughs> I have a vague recollection of this one event. Well, that's just kind of the thing you can expect at the Grammys. That's the thing that happened. Um, Adele, you said the mic fell? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, afterwards, loads of people were criticising Adele's performance, saying that it was uh, the, the piano was basically out of tune, or it was some weird guitar-like sounds people were saying. Um, but apparently it's because uh, the microphone fell onto the piano strings or fell onto the piano, and whenever she was playing, it was either knocking the piano out of tune or it was making a horrible noise or what have you. I think she had a penis. She was singing, so the penis should have... Did she? Did she have a penis? Or was she playing and singing? No, See, this is why we should watch the Grammys. So that uh, we... I saw a picture and she was stood up singing. Oh, right, okay. So, and there's a piano in the background. Yeah. Um, Justin Bieber and... As you Jack said, Skrillex, Hugh. Jack Hugh. Yeah. That guitar turn was not fun. <laughs> no. I mean, Justin Bieber did very well. <clears throat> it was like a five-minute performance. Justin Bieber goes on stage and does an acoustic thing of Love Yourself and then runs off. And then, like, he runs into, like, a set, a set stage where Jack Hugh is set up. So they've got, like, a live band because you're not allowed to just DJ something. You have to actually perform it. So you have, like, Diplo with a Mellotron and some drums and Skrillex has a guitar. But, like... Skrillex's guitar sounded like a primary school musician guitar teacher has shown up with a little <laughs> preschool amp box and just tried nice to plug it in and said, that'll sound good. And uh, I mean, we all come from an audio background, so we're all going to be very, yeah, very critical, critical of this. <laughs> we get really, uh, we get really uh, precious over our audio when it comes down to things. So. Especially some with this guitar tones. Oh, yeah, as a guitarist, yeah. I mean, I've bass? not heard it, so I'm going to save it till uh It wasn't good, later. Mate. No. And then um, who else? We had Lady Gaga doing a medley of David Bowie. Oh, yeah. It was a nice tribute. Yeah, apparently it was like heavily Intel branded, though, which is oh in some cases a bit... How is it Intel branded? Because... The Intel are like showing off some new technology that face mapped Lady Gaga and then they put graphics animating movie stuff over her face. Like they had a spider crawling across her face and David Bowie like makeup was appearing on her face and stuff. But like Intel's logo was like at the start of the show and basically like carried the show. So it was like even though Lady Gaga was supposed to have done something that was kind of honorable, it kind of just felt to a lot of to a lot of people who watched it, because obviously yeah, we didn't Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like they needed to brand it, because, I mean, Snapchat's been doing that for, like, 
the last <laughs> couple of weeks anyway, so it's not like it's... I would have preferred there. it if it was done by Snapchat and it was just like a filter in like It just, just came up with that like KFC filter that comes up sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> some flipping... But the squash Lady Gaga's face at the start of the song. Oh, this this Miss, Miss Squared thing or whatever where they get Leonardo DiCaprio's face over oh. the top of it. That would be a trip. Could have just yeah. face swapped her as well. With like <laughs> somebody else. With a picture of David Bowie. Yeah, like... The, the fact that they kind of like pimped out a tribute kind of knocks me sick a little bit. Especially for like David Bowie, you would have thought they could have left it out. Or did you mean like they like sponsored the whole show, like EE sponsored the BAFTAs? Was it that type of thing? Or was it just like her one performance? You know, missed it a lot. It was like the performance was powered by Intel oh. <laughs> because of the way they were using their technology. But again, it, it was another thing as well. I heard some comments that were saying that, you know, of all the artists that actually worked with David Bowie, were friends with him for life, successful, famous musicians that could have done these tributes. Instead, they chose Lady Gaga with, you know, with a, with an Intel branded thing. So anyway, I think... What, what do we think of the Grammys overall then? Performance is not so good. Awards kind of went to deserving artists, maybe? I mean, if Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar can walk away with five Grammys, I mean... Well, let's, let's just wait till next year and well, see. Well, you see, the Grammys are like broke into different uh, genres, aren't they? So that everybody gets represented in their genres. So, like, he won five Grammys in the rap genre. He oh, didn't go okay. winning the pop genres and country genres like that. So, five awards in a rap genre. Yeah. All right. Anyway, on to the next thing. Um, pretty cool. There's some game and tech stuff at the moment. Um, I was talking before to the guys about the Apple statement that they put out maybe earlier today, yesterday. I yeah. wasn't paying full attention if you want to give me a quick wrap okay. up of what that was. Yeah, so basically what's happened is uh, last year um, there was an investigation into a case about a terrorism attack or what have you where um, the said terrorist was using an iPhone and something to do with coordinating whatever attack it was. I mean, I can't, with in all due respect, I can't um, recall the name of the case or anything like that. Um, but what the FBI have done is they approached Apple and asked them to create a backdoor into the iPhone security system. Um, and, you know, there's a big post that Apple put on uh, their website uh, that lots of people on my Facebook have been sharing. Um, and they're almost, you know, refusing to do it. I mean, they are refusing to do it. Um, but they're, they're trying to, I don't know, maybe put a bad word against what the FBI yeah. is saying. You know, they're basically trying to stick up for the right of having security. And Apple is saying that even some of the stuff that um, they can't access is they wouldn't want to have access to it because it's people's personal information. Uh, I mean, I don't know what, what, what you guys well, think about it because, you know, for this one case, for them to be able to look into more of how this terrorism attack was planned or what have you, um, would it be worth compromising the security for iPhone users? I don't know. Well, um, you need to think, like, the amount of people who use iPhones in the world and then the amount of those people who are terrorists, it's, like, 0.001 or something. Like, this is, like, breach of people's privacy. They've got laws set against that. So then the fact that the FBI were willing to go to Apple and be like, look, can you put a back door in there? Apple have then gone to the public and been like, the thing they're is, they're trying to get us to do this. Yeah, the thing is, is that <clears throat> when you add an encryption into one person's iPhone to backdoor it, you're not just putting one encryption key for one iPhone. You know, once you've got a system where 
one master key can unlock everyone's personal information on an iPhone. That's why it's a serious problem. If it was linked to somebody's personal account, that would be slightly different. But the key encryption keys don't work like that, according to the statement from what I heard Sam talk about earlier. It doesn't work that way. It's it's like once you've opened it for one person, you're opening it basically up for anybody to do it to any iPhone that they've got their hands on. But then we also saw, was it last year, like a lot of people's Apple iCloud accounts were being hacked. That's how we got all the celebrity nude scandals like that. If they're able to hack into Apple servers like that, are they able to hack into, if we've got the back door, everybody's personal information? I mean, the the iCloud scandal, those people were targeted because of the celebrity status, mostly. I mean, what you've got to think about is this backdoor thing isn't just going to be looking at their details, you know. If if this can be used for anybody else, you're going to be looking at people's information in terms of being tracked and the location. You're looking at financial information, especially with, with things like the Apple Wallet and stuff like that now, where you can have your bank card on there. Um, and, you know, like people's fear of webcams being looked at. And I mean, this has all come from Apple themselves. You know, these are these are things that they know that if they allowed the FBI to do this, the US, um, obviously we're in the UK, so it kind of excludes us. Um, it, people in the US could be prone to this. It's a possibility, but I don't think it's a possibility worth risking. Um, yeah, that that's about as far as that's gone. Um yeah. yeah, I just think it's really good that they've actually been open about it and and spoken out about it because what they've, what they've done is say, this is the situation and we've decided to take this course of action and it's important you know because they've asked this of us and we are not prepared to risk you as a consumer um, because of that. So I think it's good that they've actually taken some initiative and opened a discussion about it. Well, as well, they are a company operating in that country, so they do need to abide by certain laws. So, like, if the government do put a restriction on them, they may end up forcing them to do it. But there's pluses and negatives because you think this technology could then be used not just against terrorism, against other criminals like um, cyber criminals, identity fraud, stuff like that. They can track people who could potentially harm a wider audience. So, I mean, there are pluses and negatives. Yeah, you just got to be careful. These might be the people that can exploit the, the backdoor system yeah. as well. I mean, there'll be more more news and whatever, you know, if Apple have to abide by it and stuff. But the, This was like the first thing that came out today, wasn't literally, it? So. First thing we've heard about it. Um, another quick thing, uh, any Star Wars fans? Uh, they mentioned it today that they're going to be doing a anyone you know i'm i'm massively into the knights of the old republic thing from uh That's sam yeah massively into it um, sam's wearing a star wars t-shirt right now. i am wearing a star wars t-shirt <laughs> right now uh, which says it all and basically they're doing uh unreal engine 4 now if you're not big into games design it's basically a, a good more recent game engine things like uh gears of, war. gears of war was made in unreal and if you've ever seen that you know the quality of it and um, which would be really cool to see because we've not had a good role-playing game for star wars in quite a while we're seeing quite a lot of games being remastered in unreal engine 4 at the moment as well like they did a couple levels from zelda which richard's wearing a zelda yeah, t-shirt right now i'm wearing a zelda shirt so and i'm yeah. wearing a plain black t-shirt <clears throat> building the picture <laughs> we started off with the temple of time uh remaking unreal 4 and then they somebody's now done uh, like a, a the water temple, uh, but it's all frozen up and you can run around and it looks great. And yeah, I mean, Unreal is, you know, 
Gears of War is Gears just one Unreal. one thing. Unreal Engine is a huge engine. Yeah. Loads of loads of billion dollar games are made there. So yeah. it's really, really good that like a really big story like Knights of the Old Republic, you know, it's not a small story. It's a big story, a part of quite a big part of the universe. And if it's if it's an is it an official one, Sam, or is it um it's a fan made one. Um and they will what they have to do is because it's not official, and obviously Star Wars is now owned by Disney, so it creates a lot more loopholes, they do have to release it for free, which is even better. Mm. I mean, we've only seen images and you know They did look beautiful though. Yeah, they're really good images. You can find them just by doing a search online and um you have a look for yourself, but I don't know how far they are through it or anything. Is Knights of the Old Republic considered canon though still? No. I oh. think that was one of the things that got swept under the rug after under legends. Because when they got rid of it all, the certain things were categorized under legends. Then there was but, current continuity and like the history. There has been new DLC though, hasn't there? For is it Knights or is it a different one? They had recently a new story. Oh, uh, the MMO. Um, yeah, oh, that the old Republic. The old oh, Republic. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Old yeah. Republic, the old yeah. Republic. So that's still Whereas, canon. Um, I believe that's canon. That I think I've heard. So I'm not too sure. Because I, I think they were like, yeah. no. This is Knights of the Old Republic, which yeah, is, this the is the old different. one, yeah, 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 the yeah. really old one. They, they are kind of like set in similar time references, though, aren't they? Um, I think so. I think is Knights I think... of the Old Republic just after the Old Republic, maybe? No, Knights of the Old Republic is, yeah, it's a bit before the Old Republic, I think. Oh, no, is you know what? It could be either way. I don't yeah. think they link together exactly. I know they do cross over characters, but other than that, well... Because we haven't really played... The Old Republic, have we? So yeah, that's no. cool. Yeah. What was after? Is there anything else in terms of game? Or um, I think the only other thing, game tech wise, to mention is um, if anybody's a fan of VR, um, I'll probably be dropping it every now and then with some info about it because uh, my dad's actually quite big into production and produces some VR stuff. Um, recently, just to keep people on track with it, if anybody's heard of Leap Motion before, it's sort of like um a little box that tracks your hands and your movements and motion and you can integrate it with vr so people sellotape it to the top of their headsets <laughs> and it allows for better immersion into vr games uh, recently the guys leap motion who are the guys behind the the leap uh, controller uh, have just introduced something uh, new for it called the orion it's a next generation hand tracking for vr that's me quoting their website uh, but yeah it's basically new software for the uh, piece of hardware um, that really dramatically improves the um, functionality of the Leap Motion. Um, when the Leap Motion came out, it was great. It was quite good functionality. You know, it was quite well detailed, but, you know, it was more like, oh, this is exciting, you know. Now the new Orion uh, software for the Leap Motion actually does the job properly to the level of which, you know, People can now use it properly in games, implement it into VR, and you can actually now see potential for for new things. Like I'm looking at videos of people, you know, pinching their fingers and creating cubes with it and stuff. And cool. They're just using the leap motion, and if you can imagine that with a VR headset stuck on your head, it's quite a lot of opens a lot of doors yeah, for can, actual functionality inside. You of can imagine that, like when they get into like world building stuff in VR. Could you imagine that? That'd be Minecraft. Incredible. Yeah, Minecraft would Minecraft. be a huge one. Well, being able to actually um, place the blocks. That's, Oh, what was the Microsoft one? HoloLens. HoloLens, like they're doing stuff with that where like the lens will pick up your hands moving mm. and like you can, which is pretty crazy. Um, So the fact that they're then linking that with VR because VR is so exciting at the moment. Speaking of which, because we're going into the film and TV category next, have you seen the trailer 
for there's a completely like VR film coming out at the moment. It's all shot in first person. It's got like Eli Roth and stuff like that in it. I, I'll have to find the name of it. Uh, like Horrido Henry or something. Oh, I know which one you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. It is yeah. something like something Henry. Yeah. It's definitely Hardcore something... Henry. Hardcore Henry, that's Hardcore it. Hardcore Henry. Like, it looks pretty insane. So, like, the fact that VR is, like, slipping its way into the mainstream now with especially the leap into films and stuff like that as well is crazy. Yeah. And the fact that now they've got hand tracking in that, it's going to make games so much more better. Yeah, it'll just make the mechanics of playing games in VR quite a lot nicer because i mean the leap motion hardware is not expensive it's it's for what it is it's quite cheap piece of kit and to get hold of i mean it increases immersion as well like at the moment if you're playing a vr game and you've got the headset on but then you're carrying around two controllers it doesn't feel quite like it pulls you out of the immersion a bit doesn't mm-hmm. it whereas if you can then just use your hands mm-hmm. to imagine that that's going to be incredible was yeah. this hardcore henry film inspired by that youtube video that's what that? i was thinking because it says on the imdb it was 2015 Oh, no, no. It's Oh, no. This is when it first got announced, I think. Right, okay. Well, there we go. Oh, yeah. there you go. But it's got, like, Eli Roth in it, and he's... Is Tim, it Eli Tim Roth? Tim Roth. Well, that's Tim what Tim Roth. Eli Roth is the director. Yeah, uh, yeah Tim yeah. Roth. Um, oh, no, the director is Ilya... No, no, I mean... Naishula? No, I mean, like, Eli Roth is a director. I got oh, two names okay, yeah, yeah. Tim Roth has been in Pulp Fiction. He does lots of stuff with Tarantino. He was in Lie to Me, stuff like that. He's a great yeah. actor. Yeah. Richard yeah. wouldn't know. I wouldn't uh, know. Yeah, but, as, um, as we might figure out later, Richard hasn't seen Pulp Fiction. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, lot of new stuff for VRs coming though, and I'll probably be dipping in the news just to talk about it a bit more as we go along. That's but that's that's cool. it basically for the game and tech news. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, like I try to move on to film and TV. Um, should we talk about TV first? Let's, Daredevil. Yeah. The the thing is, is with TV. Richard hasn't... I mean, Richard, you've watched Daredevil. I've watched all of Daredevil season Right, so one. we can talk have, about Daredevil. Have you seen the trailer for the new Daredevil? No. Okay, while we do this, um, if you could watch the Daredevil trailer on silent on your laptop uh, yeah, and okay. just watch it. I know you're probably going to need a bit um, of audio, but just watch it. it you're um, looking for the new trailer that came out two days ago now, was it? Uh, I think so. I've already yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, without, obviously, if you, you... You should have watched the trailer. We're not going to spoil anything by mentioning the trailer. Um... The Punisher is the guy who plays Shane, Shane from The Walking Dead. Um, Jesus, it looks good. It looks like really good. he is so good as the Punisher. Yeah, like he's he, he's already demanding like the attention. Like he he owns this trailer. I know we saw more of him than like Matthew Murdock's Daredevil, but like he just owns it. Like he's such a big presence. And that's, how, I think, how the Punisher should be played. Well, I mean, if you saw how he was in The Walking Dead, you know exactly how. It, I, I haven't seen Fury yet, but... Oh, he's seen really Fury. good in Fury. Really good in Fury. Yeah, oh like, my God, it, he, Even in um, his Josh... Uh, no, I'm thinking of Josh Brolin. Never mind. Um, my mind's... John, John Berthall. John Berthall, that's one. He was in Wolf yeah. of Wall Street as well. Um, was he? Yeah, he played the ex-drug dealer. The oh, one whose yeah. wife straps all the money to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, he plays like these big, burly characters that demand a lot. So I think he was a perfect casting for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but he, he owns that trailer. Like, it's so good. In terms of being the Punisher as well, you know, he's... 
Mm. It's going to be wicked. Just me that thinks that this series is going to be a lot better than the first series as well. I mean, the first series was pretty good at establishing everything. I think yeah. now that they've established it all in the first Daredevil series, I think season two can be a lot about just developing the story between uh, Daredevil and the Punisher and how, you know, because they talk about him creating the Punisher in it. Um, which is kind of cool. And, yeah. you know, we get to see a bit of a Punisher origin and stuff. So, I mean, I, I personally don't know much about the Punisher other than that he's a nasty guy that kills people and he's got a big white long skull on his jacket. Or <laughs> well, um, a drug king, well, a mafia kingpin kills his wife and family. So uh, then he, yeah. he goes out for revenge and then just decides to keep up this, like, is uh, that vigilante... The comic book origin or is that uh, that's most origins for him i think that's every origin is without trying that. to spoil too much yeah, of his origin for people the, the films that came out like that's what happened yeah. like they'll brush over that really quickly they they mention it in the trailer i think as well yeah uh, it's they, just, they say yeah. he's out for vengeance but daredevil now has a new suit and we see him going to we already see him go to toe with the punisher in the trailer mm. which looks insane i don't know because obviously they're on the same side at the end of the day they're both trying to sell save hell's kitchen yeah I mean, um but he's just got this completely different way about going about it and i think that's why they butt heads yeah I mean, richard what, have you seen the trailer i've what just watched think? it yeah <laughs> what did you think of it um there was, was a lot of the punisher in it yeah a lot of the punisher any you, shots you of unfortunately like, couldn't hear him but he, he is very demanding dialogue's really good is like, he really yeah. Dark, yeah the first, the first shot of daredevil with this new suit on i was like Batman? Because it was quite dark. <laughs> and up on the top of the thing, I was like, yeah. is that Batman? Because of the, with cat the horns thing yeah. going on. All the cat, cat ears. <laughs> cat man. Cat devil. Yeah, of course it's Derek the horns. There was that priest guy. There was the girls again. He, but all that the Daredevil trailer showed me is that Daredevil gets the crap kicked out of him quite a lot in this yeah. season. And I really hope there's another like fight scene like the uh, there was in the first. Was it the second episode? The, end of the, uh, the corridor. They the look like there was another corridor it scene. I hope like they it. don't it was repeat like a that. Hospital really. ward kind of scene, maybe, or like a home kind of scene. I don't know, but that's what it looked like. Um, yeah, Ho it looks hopefully really they good. don't like rip it off directly because that was that was my favorite scene out of the entire thing. Like I know you loved it as well because we talked in length about that shot. Hopefully they don't rip it off directly again because of how well loved it was. Yeah. Um, one more thing, we get to see Electra at the end of it. They said there's a part two of the trailer coming. So mm. I, I don't know if that's going to be an Electra-based yeah, one. I mean, Electra, you know, hopefully no spoilers for people who haven't watched it yet. She appears right at the end, doesn't she? He's like, yeah. he's uh, just like, Electra. And then yeah. it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean. And uh, one other thing, the you're one, one bad day away from being me. It's like, oh, that's a powerful line. And that's taken directly from the comic books as well, which oh, was pretty cool. Uh, the other thing in TV is now we we obviously can't talk much about this at all. It's very fresh. Richard's not up to date with it. This is going to be very I'm your, cryptic. Uh, I'm your block, listeners. If you've not seen The Walking yeah. Dead just yet, I am your key to not having it spoiled because if they spoil it for me, it spoils it for everyone. Yeah, which is kind of good for anyone that's listening because <laughs> me and Chris could probably talk about this quite a lot. Yeah. To brush over it, it's been we're, we're literally going to go over this really quick because we want to get talking about the big thing that's happened recently. Um, is that The Walking Dead has just come back for its mid-season start, uh, and damn it, came back it really came hard, back strong, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it came back out the gates, boom, instant, like action like it was it was a very tense very fast-paced episode wasn't it yeah it felt like because the first half of the season kind of lulled a bit didn't it because it was all based around like two days wasn't it whereas this like straight back into the action like 
a very big comic book thing oh happened. yeah yeah i mean like, if you've read the comic books you know and you're waiting for something to happen then with you know have a little think you might know but uh oof, they, they kind of teased it in like the mid-season finale didn't they but yeah. they actually did it but it's like a big thing that they're gonna have to live with from now like mm. i genuinely didn't think that they were going to pull it off I, like i know they've got a big budget but that's something that they're going to have to deal with every episode now. Yeah. You can't come back from it. No, can't it's... Come back. Well, I mean, you know, even even the characters can't come back from it, no. let's put it that way. Um, yeah, we just wanted to brush over that really Massive quick, just in case you haven't yeah, watched it yet. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, you definitely need to start watching it. Stop um, looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, very quickly now, um, I mean, in terms of anything else, in terms of film news, you know, we've got really quickly, uh, we've got a new Guardians photo showing the set like um not much not much that we've not already seen you know just silhouettes of them but we know it's in production um and we've we've got yeah. baby Groot stood on Drax's shoulder so we don't know if he's going to get full sized or whether he's going to start out as mini baby Groot which is kind of cool but they did confirm that Kurt Russell is definitely in it now um I reckon he might be playing Peter Quill's dad mm. uh but he's a great great actor to land for it so well done and uh, we got a mm. announcement for episode eight. Mm. I mean, we knew it was happening, oh, yeah. but it's now in production, yeah. which is very exciting. Have you seen? Have we all seen. Yeah, it? we've yeah. seen it. Seen Day it. one of shooting started. Yeah. They, it, was, it picks up exactly where it left off. Yeah, it was so nice to see new footage, not just freedom footage. It was new footage that they've taken and not even color corrected yet. So the grass was super green and lush. Like Luke was completely brown and covered in... Spoilers for the end of The Force Awakens there. Well, you know what? If you've not seen The Force Awakens yet... If you've not seen The Force Awakens You won't be watching the episode. You won't be interested in Star Wars. Let's put it that way. So it was so good to see that they'd done that, though. Like, it's really engaging, even though the film's quite I kind of, like, preferred the look of that shot to the final shot of episode. Like, episode seven was kind of overcast at that ending, and it looked so bright because, as you said, it hadn't been colour-corrected, but... I mean, who knows? Ooh. Ryan Johnson might want it to look a different way, you know? Yeah. How weird well, would that the, be? The, you try it, to watch. You try to watch the end of. You know when they've done like a trilogy, uh, and you go back and you go, oh, "Let's let's watch all seven, eight, and nine together again." And <laughs> you're watching like end of episode seven is really dark and dull. Start of episode eight is like the most bright, colorful well, thing. That like the shot carried on directly from the second it ended, so they'll have to color correct it, otherwise it's terrible continuity. I so. wonder if they've actually. Like, obviously, they will have done, but, like, you know how in Star Wars there's always going to be something that's different or there's a continuity error somewhere. Or they always make little mistakes. They're always part of what Star Wars is. It's always, like, the quirk of Star Wars. And, like, you know, imagine if there is something different at the start of Episode Eight when you compare it. Well, every Star Wars film has started with a planet and a ship, hasn't it? <sighs> if this continues directly on, where are they going to squeeze that in unless, like, they show a quick space scene of maybe kylo ren in his ship wherever he's going and then it cuts back to ray finally getting to the island maybe maybe um, it's just a shot of the planet or, and then or, it goes or on maybe to the, yeah maybe that zoom in shot you see of the island is after it's gone on to the planet well i mean you know we've not seen much yet and there's a lot of a lot of speculation that we're probably going to yeah. do in a future episode or a mm-hmm. future future episode we could literally podcast. fill up four podcasts with us um, talking about yeah Star Wars. so we will fill up a full podcast with it um okay big thing <sighs> clues in the title Deadpool. One word, Deadpool. Right, okay. We've all seen Deadpool. I've seen it twice. Oh, you've seen it twice? I've seen it twice. twice. Yeah. Oh, God. I, God damn it. 
I dragged my girlfriend to go watch it because I told her it was definitely a, a chick flick, obviously. Oh, did you oh, pull the whole... No, oh, I <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. I, I, I told her it was quite violent. And, you know, well, I mean, she enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely different to everything else yeah. that Marvel have been yeah. putting out. You know, it's definitely, it definitely different. Definitely different. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to spoil this. There might be a bit where we'll talk about spoilers for maybe about five minutes. Yeah, um, later on. We'll, uh, we'll give yet. you a spoiler. We'll, we'll pre-warn. We'll pre-warn. Don't worry. Don't stop listening, please. There's no spoilers yet. Um, yeah, This will be just like a quick like review. If you want to know what people think of the film without spoiling the film, that's what we're going to do now. So, Sam really enjoyed it. Richard, what did you think, real quick? I like, honestly overall? thought it was super meta. Like, everything <laughs> was so meta. And just, like, the comedy was really good. I just love how they played it as if the audience wasn't stupid. They played it the right way. Um, it should not have been a 15 in the UK, but it was. <laughs> um, I don't know how that slipped through the cracks. I don't know. But, um, yeah, other than that, really good. Yeah, um, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great depiction of Deadpool, like amazing on-screen Deadpool. Like it felt so, it was better than obviously the last Deadpool that we saw in X-Men Origins, obviously. Let's not oh, let's that. not even let's go not there. I, I, I like the nods to it. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. The way that the, he breaks the fourth wall was just perfect for me. It was so, it was so great. Sam's been reading a lot of Deadpool lately, so he can probably back me up. I think it's possibly the most accurate on-screen depiction of Deadpool well, that we could have seen. Yeah, that's what everyone's thinking at the moment. You know, it is so close to how he is in the comics, you know. I mean, it's it's literally perfect. I don't think there was a moment in the film where I started to feel bored or I felt like anything was too much. There was I was laughing all the way through at the bits that you should have been laughing at. Um, you know, maybe some of the jokes, maybe you were just expecting them after a little bit. But, you know, that's what Deadpool is. Uh, loads of you loan loads of dick jokes and <laughs> and stuff like that so they're yeah. bound to happen um favorite oh, okay we can't do that without spoiling it doesn't matter if i say it's favorite moment we'll do that in a minute um deadpool 2 we're looking forward to that Ooh. i think that's definitely going to happen because you know they went ahead and broke how much did they make they smashed everything in the box 130 office, yeah it thousand, broke uh, 130 million of... in the opening week it's the highest opening weekend for an r-rated movie and and um, especially in february it's the highest in february well there you go i think that. and it also beat one of the old star wars box office in first weekend i don't know i think it, it was three but it, it beat most um superheroes first outings like it'd be iron man one it'd be um batman begins beat captain america thor all of them it'd be them and it's an r-rated film for mm. a for a film that had the budget of 50 million dollars and they made back on the tuesday they made back 11.56 million just on one day um Correct me if I'm wrong. You can search it now if you want. I think Game of Thrones has like a 60 million budget per 60 episode, maybe. Or 16. Uh, it's, uh, 60, I believe. I know Daredevil, because it being a Netflix show, has a smaller budget of 4 million. Game of Thrones has 6 million. 6 million per episode? Yeah. So That's, if you think yeah. they're making a TV show on 6 million, Age of Ultron cost 360, I think, in total, because it ran over budget. Well, Put it this way, and Force Awakens had 200, 200 million. Exactly. Exactly. So Star Wars had four times as much as Deadpool did. And Deadpool pulls off an amazing feat with that much money. Like, it, it's an incredible, incredible film for the budget and just, well, 
Ryan Reynolds said it was 10 years in the making. He's been trying to get this film made for 10 years. So a heart went into it. A lot of passion went into it. Yeah. I think um, just the one thing that I would probably say about the movie is me personally, I don't know whether I could go and see it more than twice, but it is a film you need to see. Mm. So it's like one of those films I'd go and watch again, enjoy the jokes again. But then once you've heard all of those jokes, it's like you understand it now. You don't need to go and see it again. It's a, it's a thing with comedy, I guess. Maybe it's a thing about comedy films in general. That's just the way you anticipate them. Well, uh, I think like when Star Wars came out, when Age of Ultron came out, stuff like that, we went to see it in rapid succession because we wanted to see it in the cinema again. I don't think this is a film that I could necessarily see in the cinema again. Um, but once it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll buy it and I'll watch it and I'll find it just as funny. I think I need a break from the jokes, as you, you said, for them to be as funny. Did you say Age of Ultron? Sorry, did you see Age of Ultron twice? I, I only saw it the once. I only I'm saw it once. Feeling like I might have seen it again. I didn't. I don't. I didn't think I could see it again. Nope. I only no, saw it no. once. Yeah. I only well, saw it I, once. I saw I saw Guardians of the Galaxy twice. I saw like. Many, in many films, twice saw Star Wars twice, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds was ace, you know. Oh, he, really he, good. Well, I, I've said to you many times when I read a Deadpool comic, it's Ryan Reynolds that I see in my head, even before he was in X Men Origins, because it just kind of felt like that character. His character is Canadian as well, like it just kind of all kind of fit into my head together. Yeah. Do we want to get into the spoiler? spoiler I was part just now, about yeah? to say. Yeah. So saying. if you if you've not seen Deadpool yet and you don't want anything ruined for you, skip about five minutes from this point here. And uh, we'll meet you back in a minute. But yeah. now we're doing the spoilers. Spoilers, everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Almost. I mean, nobody's getting the Deadpool for Ryan Reynolds, are they? So, no. I mean, for Wade Wilson. Um, best moment in Deadpool. Full spoilers. Which is your favorite bit? Uh, go uh, on, Richard. You oh, first. my God. Um, I really like the bit where he cut his hand off. Oh, I yeah. don't know why. Oh, yeah. I just really enjoyed that part. That part I thought was really funny. With the 127 and, hours and, reference and as well. Why, it's because it was the first time in the movie, I think, that it was really heavy on the gore. That sequence well, was like the first part where it was very full on. Yeah, now he's going to cut his hand off and it's funny that he's doing it. Like Two, two minutes earlier, some guy exploded on the road. Well, yeah, but, I mean, so, but then it's like all the actions happened. Yeah. And then the anticipation of that's happened and you're shocked. And then Deadpool's like, yeah, yeah, I'll just cut my hand off. Like, that, to me, was really good. It was the way he broke the fourth wall with it as well. It's like, yeah. if you haven't seen 127 hours, spoiler alert, and then cuts his hand <laughs> off. Like, I thought that was pretty, like, as you said, like, you had that big action set piece and then it went into just, like, this slower, more character comedy. It turned into a full comedy bit. Like, that bit as well when he's turned, like, Ajax pulls the sword out, runs away, and he just looks at him, looks back at Colossus, and he's oh, like, yeah. <gasps> like that, that was that was incredible, the way his eyes got like so big as well and w when he's fighting well i say fighting classes he's punching classes and breaking all his limbs yes. like oh that that knocked me more sick than him cutting his hand off because I mean, it's just like his jelly arms i was in yeah. pieces laughing that, would you say that's your favorite moment yeah that's one of my favorite moments would you yeah. say that's your ultimate favorite moment or do you say you got a more better moment um, in deadpool that you enjoyed more um there was a moment that I'm trying to think what it is now. Okay. Um, I Take think it. it was just another joke landed better yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best part for me, I think other than the bit with the Colossus, with Colossus on that, uh, I think it's definitely the um, that 12 bullets bit 
where uh, he's counting yeah. down the yes. 12 bullets. Yes. And the way it's shot is amazing how it shows the number on the bullet yeah. every time he does that it. That was really good. And then there's a bit where he he, he piles <laughs> three bullets into the, the dead guy and he's yeah. like, oh, damn it, bad. But then he's like, oh, worth it. So good. He's worth like, it. you know, he's got this like a schizophrenic thing. Yeah, and then yeah. somebody catches him off guard and he's about to shoot him and then he's got no bullets. And then he's just like, huh? Somebody wasn't counting. <laughs> and then just shoots him. That, that, was... that scene is just ultimate the, Deadpool. The bit where it? he falls as well and the guy thinks he's killed him, he shoots him between his legs as well. <laughs> and he gets great. shot in the ass as well. It's so Deadpool. It's that so really funny. funny. Yeah. But like, oh, the jelly arms, it was knocking me sick. When... I actually also thought all of the origin story stuff was, I, I surprisingly was not fed up with that. And I know that people who already know the origin story, like Chris, you might have found it to be kind of like, oh, they always have to show the origin story and da 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 But from my perspective, I didn't know the origin story because I didn't read the comics. To me, that is like, I really enjoyed having that part of it in it because it made sense to me as soon as I understood why Deadpool was Deadpool. And I think a lot of people that have gone and watched Deadpool wouldn't have had a clue about the origin, you know, because obviously a lot of people now are watching Marvel movies because it's Marvel and, you know, they're not necessarily, they've read all the comic books. So I think it's good that you felt like that when you watched it, because obviously it's quite good for everybody else as well, because I think the majority of people who watched it didn't know the origin. Um, I think it slowed down definitely during the origin bits. I didn't mind it too much because the comedy was still there and because the way they wrote his origin this time, it led to the creation of Ajax being his villain in this film so i didn't mind it too much like i know it felt a little bit sluggish at times but i didn't mind it at all because they kept me engaged with the film and another favorite scene of mine real quick was when they're trying to come up with his name but they're talking about um like why he looks so horrible and it's like you look like an avocado had sex with an older more disgusting avocado <laughs> stuff like that yeah i think a lot of that's going to be in the deleted scenes as well because it was all improvised yeah um, that was my favorite joke though probably. what a soundtrack as well what a soundtrack it's gone yeah. good definitely good really really good really well i really love all of the the beat it sound design stuff in the music uh from like michael jackson's beat it was all over the place in loads of action sequences and it helped tie the whole thing together um I don't think how much we can say anymore now because people are probably returning from the five-minute hiatus of uh, spoilers. So. Uh, very last thing before the spoilers is uh, things for Deadpool 2. Yeah. Uh, very, very quickly. There's a after credit scene because we're still in spoilers. So hopefully very spoiler that off completely. Yeah. Um, Cable going to be in Deadpool 2. Uh, hopefully going to be in Deadpool 2. Richard, you're not too sure who Cable is, I assume? I, I don't know who Cable is, but the recent story is about you know, other other people, other actors already preparing to want to be the role is kind of the guy from up. Avatar. That's yeah. what I was about to mention. Yeah. The guy from Avatar, he was such a great. Like when I think of like Cable, he was one of the people that I thought of. Like at the end of the film, he rattles off some names of actors who could do it, but he missed his name out. But I thought he would be great. Cable for Richard is the son of Scott Summers and Jean Grey. So that's Cyclops and uh, Phoenix, right? Uh, Jean Grey. They have, a, they have a kid in the future that's Cable who travels through time. It's funny because he's with Deadpool. Big, <laughs> massive, half-mechanical guy. Yeah. He looks like Colossus if Colossus was half-human. Like, the the arm, yeah. Colossus's arm and the way he looks is the exact same. He's halfway between Colossus and Winter Soldier. Yeah, he's literally mm. the exact same but sort he, of metal on his arm. He travels stuff. through time and he's so serious. That's why he's so funny with Deadpool because Deadpool is just the complete opposite. Yeah. Right. So Deadpool 2, also X-Force maybe. Incredible, can't wait. Complete 
opposites. So opposites attract. Yeah, we're, we're we're trying not to keep these podcasts too long. Uh, I mean, we're coming up to like just over forty minutes, so we're going to start ra- wrapping it up. I think. Um, uh, anything that we want to mention, aside all the news, is there anything that we us guys want to suggest for people to check out in between now and the next episode? Not necessarily anything related to movies, films, or anything, but generally anything cool that we can keep people interested with. Well, you were telling us about that podcast that you're really into at the moment, Sam. Yeah, has anyone got? Because I can, I'm going to rattle on about I that. I think that's. I I don't have much. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah. we're going to try and think of some stuff that we can kind of give you guys to take away and go and watch and check out and kind of keep your uh, schedules busy with yeah. until we um, can put something else out. Some podcasts that we like then before Sam goes into depth with this new one. Um, Weekly Planet, we're all a fan of. Mm-hmm. Like, we do kind of like that. I like yeah. she doesn't text back. It's just Will and Darren from SourceFed chatting shit and it's funny. Yeah. Um, besides that, the one that we want, like I want to really kind of push and say that... Um, I want you all to check out. Um, there's a there's a podcast at the moment. If you're into music, if you're into kind of producing or you're a band or you to do anything with sort of the production side of it, basically, um, there's a podcast called Noise Creators on iTunes. Uh, it's basically a producer. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, I will find out and I will give it to you. Um, he's Next doing... going to give it to you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um Basically, what he's doing, the tagline is, we connect musicians to producers. And what he's doing is he's doing these little talk show things with uh, producers who've done stuff for, say, uh, if you're into bands like The Story So Far, uh, Hmm. Under Oath, anything Hmm. like that, you know, sometimes more Hmm. heavier stuff. But um, he's done about six, seven episodes, and he he sits down and talks to them, and he finds out how they started. Uh, you know, check it out. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it because obviously you can go take it for what, you, for what it is and enjoy it. But he's just trying to get it off the ground. He's really trying to push it. And, you know, they're about 40, 50 minutes long, depending on who he's talking to. But I think that's definitely worth checking out if you're into the music side of it. Well, you definitely sparked my interest earlier when you're telling us the bands that these people have worked with. It's some of our favorite bands. It's some some oh. bands that we're properly into, like pop punk, stuff like that would. So I'm definitely going to check it out. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I've I've checked out two or three of them just while you're at the gym. You know, you just just got some, something good to listen to and when you drive of... in public transport, just yeah, whatever. Uh, That's what you should do with this, guys. Cool. Share it with your friends. Tell them to listen to. I hope our podcast. If you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I mean, well, I bit... enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Guys? I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ho- hopefully it's good to listen to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how how often this thing's going to be, whether it's going to be every week, every two weeks, or what have you. But we've hit the forty five minutes, and good good time to wrap up. I yeah. think. So. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, social media: it's at IOPow on Twitter. It is also, I think, it's IOPow on Facebook. Uh, but Facebook.com slash. I'm going to check it now. Um, YouTube.com forward slash IOPow. Yeah, it's Facebook.com slash IOPow. It's youtube.com slash iopal. Twitter.com slash iopal, probably. Yep. Yeah. It um, is, yeah. And also, if you want to get in touch with us um, or have comments so we can read them out in the next episode, that would be great. Um, email us. It's iopalchannel at gmail.com. And that way we can receive your mail though, and then we can read it out and talk about it. Literally, stuff. send us anything if there's anything that you want Don't us to talk about. Don't send us nudes. No nudes. 
send us related to the podcast if you want us to talk about something we'll talk about it we won't Even talk we nudes. might talk about your nudes if you send us really disgusting ones we'll be like you're a weirdo <laughs> we'll just call you out on it in public you're not a weirdo if you're listening to this though no but we if you send you. us weird nudes then you might be sam already sends them to the eye about email i don't know why 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 does he do that i don't know I am not fully aware of my actions when I want to leave. <laughs> Either way, if you did enjoy this first episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your feed, which whether it's you know YouTube, whether it's iTunes, um, yeah, just or wherever it is, make sure you are subscribed so you'll know when the next one goes up. We'll try and get together again really soon. Uh, but I think that's about everything. Cool. So, thank yeah. you very much for listening. I've had fun, guys. Yeah, yeah it's been good. This is the beginning of a Let's great go play podcast. Dota. Let's go play Dota. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout out to my dogs. They look really cute asleep right now. <laughs> right, cool. Thank you very much for watching, guys. See Thanks. you around. Thank Peace. you.